Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Welcome to The Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this episode, we are talking about one of our very favorite topics uh, that is very relevant to the current times, because as of the release day of this podcast, right, I, it is coincidentally the release day of Avengers Endgame. Do you just feel... Yeah, moment of silence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we we have waited a long time. We, we have filled volumes of oxygen with our conversations about the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if filling volumes of oxygen <laughs> is a thing. That's it the thing. Now. That's science I just made up. But we have, I think, always, from the very first time we sat down and looked at a list of things that we could possibly talk about on a podcast, mm-hmm. the Avengers have been on that <laughs> list. And How do we work this in? <laughs> what can we do? I think if we're honest with ourselves, if we didn't have to have real jobs, there is a chance that we would just be putting out a regular podcast about things that we think about about the adventures. <laughs> so this is finally, it's come together. It would be a commentary on the MCU. Right. A yeah. running commentary. Yeah. That would include just things that we thought of for no reason, even though there's no movie out. And <laughs> it just right? occurred to us. Well, there would be plenty of material to work with because we're now, Endgame marks, what, the tw- 20, 22nd? 22nd. Yeah. Yes. In the series. Right. So. But. But what we're talking about today. Yes. How do we bring that and make it worthwhile to talk about for our listeners? Right. Because we want value for you, too. Yeah. There's endless value to us to talk about the adventures in any context. Well, in particular, if you're not necessarily a fan. Right. Right. The rest of us understand inherently. Other, there are people <laughs> that get it and understand us. <laughs> Those poor souls. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about lessons from some characters in the event. Well, they're all these are all Avengers. Yep. Now. Well, yeah. Now. Now. Technically, as of Infinity War, they're all part of that group. Yeah. Because we I are mean, we are talking about a couple of characters. That are technically, this is where you get like really nerdy. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> they are part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. actually, those are not technically Avengers, but they're in the movie, the Avengers movie now. So, we, right. So, we're giving ourselves a pass mm-hmm. as nerds because we can, because we can do what we want. <laughs> so okay. You're going to start out with our first. Yeah. Character. Do we have any updates before we jump into that? Oh, do you want to talk about updates? Uh, You know what I think we should do, in all honesty, and with all love in my heart, I think we should give a final update on 
Although now I feel as soon as I say our final update on our resolutions, I'll be like, oh, I don't have to talk about it again. I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> right? I think we making it, it to, to the April, end of April is decent, and it doesn't mean we're going to stop. So if there's something new, mm-hmm. but honestly, we are at this point where it's like, yeah, I'm uploading pictures. Yeah, I'm taking pictures. Yeah, I'm, I cooked a thing. So people are going to get bored of that. I'm, if bored. They I'm actually bored of that. <laughs> yeah. And right? I'm doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's do that. This is final update. And then okay. We'll move on. The final countdown. <laughs> you do- it's funny because that's a song and you probably have never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. Okay. I only know the one part. <laughs> <laughs> the part that goes. Don't ask me what the rest of the song is about. I do, just do, know do, it's do, do. the last <laughs> countdown. Okay. To what? Who knows? It's the final countdown. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Ronnie James Dio. Whoever that is. The person who sings that I song. I mean, I could assume it's much, <laughs> but I'm saying I have no idea who that is as a person. Okay. I don't either. Let's talk about updates. Okay. You go first. It was your idea. Um, well, uh, but on a side note, I just want to tell, tell the listening public that is precisely how our jobs go. Vince, it was your idea. <laughs> you go first. Going into an office, going into a meeting. <laughs> and a similar response. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I haven't really done much with it. So my update is that I have not made an update. I have not made progress, really. Okay. Uh, I just made a face. <laughs> she did, he, he did. I almost called you Shane. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I made a face because uh, I know I'm failing in that aspect. So, But you're still thinking about it. Uh, I mean, when we have a podcast, I'm right? thinking about <laughs> it, <laughs> which was the point of talking about it on the podcast. It's true. So maybe we need to not give it up because this is it. So you, wh- let's, you had a place for the pictures to be, for your family to see. Yeah. You shared that link out. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. Let's, let me, let, let's get into this just a little bit. Because okay. I teased that I would talk about that method a little bit. And I don't think I ever really no, have. No, it was like a literal teaser. <laughs> like, Ooh, I'm going to talk about it. So I maybe, maybe this, is, this is the delivery of that. So now okay. we can move on okay. beyond that. Okay. Kay. So from my photo editing program, I use... Lightroom, hashtag not a sponsor. From there, I save out the photos into a folder on my computer, which I have set to sync up with Google Photos, also not a sponsor, which is the vehicle, the sharing vehicle. So from my Google Photos, uh, I can share, create an album, share that out to family members, and they can all get that. A couple cool features of Google Photos. We talked about that a little bit. Um, One, unlimited photo storage if the file size is less than 16 megabytes. So as long as I'm not saving the original files, which are more Mm -hmm. than that, anything that I save out is way under that. So that was a factor. Like I don't have to pay for storage Mm -hmm. for that. Um, And considering the number of photos I take, that is a big deal. Another cool thing is that I can set it to automatically link from my phone. So I take a picture, boom, it backs it up into Google Photos. So that's cool. 
the whole where it gets a little next level, uh, which I think is cool. I understand some people are a little wary of technology as a whole. I understand that. Uh, my father still has a flip phone. <laughs> and me mentioning that is nothing that I haven't said to him already. <laughs> Teased him for a little bit. But uh, anyway, what is really great about that is so that my phone backs up just to my Google Drive. There's a separate album that's the sharing album. Mm-hmm. And then I'm making lots of hand gestures to it's, illustrate the point. Uh, it's a lot less complex than his hand gestures would make it seem. <laughs> but I appreciate it. As a simple-minded person, I appreciate <laughs> the depth you're going to. So Google has uh, facial recognition software in Google Photos, and it will automatically add photos from my main album into that shared album. So, for example, the ones... So I guess technically I am still sharing, because (laughs) anytime I take a photo of one of my children, that backs up into my main Google Photos album, and then facial recognition does its thing little thing and automatically pulls that into the shared album or video either way nice so that's cool um what else i think those were the main it is a great tool Mm -hmm. one just has to use it so that that's where i have been failing is continuing to go back in get all those old photos saved right. out into that synced up folder. Okay. But any new pictures of the kiddos? Boom. Boom. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. There they are. Yeah. Nice. And, and the, uh, where we talked about that before, I think, was that thing that we never really figured out what it was called, but like the photo. Facebook portal. Facebook portal. It sure is. I've since seen another commercial, or 60. <laughs> About it, yes. But uses that same thing to then that will s- that will update mm-hmm. the photo on somebody else's photo displaying right. device. And so. you can use it for video too. Nice is the most recent thing I've seen. Cool in a commercial for Facebook portal. Yes, it does look cool. It. I think that there are a lot of people. We actually had a conversation over the weekend with my. I did with my brother and sister-in-law um, because we took some, I took some pictures uh, over Easter weekend and my brother said, when you get those, uh, when you get those edited and do, and he doesn't listen to this podcast. So I can, I'm going to be a little snarky and say <laughs> he was a little snarky. As if to say, oh, when you do all the things you do to those pictures to make them look good, (laughs) which is not untrue. Right. Um, I feel that on a very deep level. Yeah. Uh, Just let me know and share them with me. And I said, and I says to him, you know, we should really talk about a central place that we Mm -hmm. could be keeping everything. Yeah. And my sister said, oh, you mean like Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) So I know that people are like people view it that way already is what I'm saying. Yeah. But my response was like, mm, no, no, actually not. <laughs> but, you know. Well, and yeah, for sure. I mean, what's 
what's nice about a separate thing from Facebook is that, right, that's a, Facebook, is, at least for some people, mm-hmm. present company included, Yes. Uh, Facebook is a curated collection of things, mm-hmm. often with commentary attached to that. Right. Uh, whereas a third-party thing, such as a specific photo sharing app like Google Photos or Fill in the Blank, mm-hmm. is just for sharing photos, and can you can have a different curated right selection. Well, and specifically when I think about that, and I know we're going way down the path of this, but the specific thing I think about, my grandmother uh, was extremely fond of taking pictures mm-hmm. um, and when she when she passed and actually when she she went to live with my aunt and my aunt had a pool table they had a bonus room and a pool table at their house um, when my grandmother went to live with them for a little while they brought all of her pictures and my aunt had this had this idea that um, my my grandmother uh, had Alzheimer's, and she had just sort of started to be sick. And she, my aunt thought, let's figure out because we have all of these pictures. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by all of these pictures: she took her pictures, she laid them on the pool table. A lot of them were the were uh, like three by three. Oh sure, little yeah. square pictures. Um, and it covered the pool table an inch thick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so there were thousands wow. of pictures. Um, and my aunt had this idea that while we still can, let's get that organized so we know. Because a lot of them were like, sure. oh, here are three random blonde right. children. Who is that? Right. What's the story? In the 60s. And we don't yeah. know where they are or who's that car, you know. So, mm-hmm. so. When uh, my, eventually my grandmother passed, all of those pictures still exist. Mm-hmm. And my mother spent a summer scanning them mm. so that we'd have digital yep. copies of them. Um, my brother helped with that. Again, I shouldn't even give him credit. He doesn't listen to the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> so we have thousands of pictures that my grandmother took. That we that are now safe, they're safe now, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have access to that thing. My concern with just putting things on Facebook is that I know you think I'm immortal, but eventually, <laughs> <laughs> for all of us, the time comes, mm-hmm. and my family has my Facebook account. And not like we don't have a family repository of memories. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's for a little sure. different well, than not, just sharing it. Not to mention the technical aspect that Facebook compresses all of those. Mm-hmm. So to have a separate thing where you have the full resolution right. thing, or, right. the, or at least a very high resolution. Versus what you would get trying to pull those all off of Facebook again. Right. Exactly. Which is a thing that maybe only photographers and graphic designers worry about, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, uh, we went too long. My update is I'm still taking pictures as much as as possible. I cheat 
like a lot. How do you cheat? But I do cheat. Do oh. I take two one day and be like, oh, I don't have to take one tomorrow? Yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, and because, I was halfway kidding. Yeah, yeah, I do that. Uh, and because, uh, no, it's not the taking, it's the sharing. Oh, So sure. it's, if I don't, if I share, like, for example, over the last week, I've probably shared three times five to seven pictures at a time. Okay. So I feel good about like that is my that, that, that is that sharing like thing. Three weeks. Right. That's the sharing thing taken okay. care of. Okay. And it's the taking pictures thing that I have to that I can focus on. But and also Can't like one day focus. Yes. One day I created a logo for something and I counted that. Because oh. I had to share it. I had to create a picture and then share it. I counted I mean, it. It's not it doesn't count, but sure. So there's a little cheating. That helps you sleep at night. It did. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little cheating, but it's still a thing I intend to do. And I am always now scanning. That That is the big thing I took away from this whole exercise is I don't think prior to really trying the take a picture, share a picture every single day thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I walked through the world like a photographer, right? Sure. Looking for things. Mm-hmm. So I really think I do now. I am looking for pictures rather than like just going, oh gosh, I hope something pretty happens. <laughs> right. Also, Waiting for the perfect moment rather right. than right. making the moment out of exactly what is there. Right. Okay. Yeah. I could be better about that. Maybe that should be my new resolution. <sighs> Don't change it now. My Don't change it now. Because you still haven't... Two. Q2? Yeah. No, because you have to do more cooking still. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 So, I mean... And camping. It's been yeah. too cold. Mm, yeah. I mean, the last week has been okay. But yeah, during the day. Yeah. If you camp during the day, the yeah. last week... <laughs> Let's talk about that. Day camp. <laughs> Let's start a Ben, day- we're bringing in a tent. Let's start an adult day camp. Okay. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. It's called going to the lake. Okay. That's enough of that preamble. Let's get into this. <laughs> okay. First up, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about probably the two most prominent characters in the MCU. I would say. Yeah. I would say. That being Captain America and Iron Man. So I'm going to start with Captain America. Just a little bit, teensy bit, sprinkle of backstory. Un poco. For those who aren't familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America uh, was originally from the, oh, now I'm going to get my facts messed up. Don't mess up your facts. 40s? This is so important. Wikipedia, where are you when I need you? There are so many nerds that are relying on us. Yep. So he grew up in the 40s in Manhattan and was a skinny little kid, got beat up a lot, but was always standing up to bullies. Uh, Then got recruited for the Avengers program. I don't even know if that's what it was technically called at that point to try out this new thing. I th- I think technically it was this is me making making up facts that I think you know. I think Shield existed or was forming. Yeah. Because uh 
Red Skull was their main bad guy, at least in the MCU, was their main yep. bad guy during World War II. Yep. So S.H.I.E.L.D. existed. Howard Stark existed. Yeah. So Peggy he, Carter existed. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, well, and it's very pertinent to World War II because he tries to enlist, but essentially is too small to be of use. But a scientist uh, sees his heart, essentially, his moral code, which we'll get into, and chooses him to be the test subject of a serum injection, which is then makes him huge and muscular and mm-hmm. the Captain America that we all know and love. Uh, yeah. So that is, and then Super, is it like the Super Soldier Initiative or something? Something like that. Okay. Sorry we're, again. We're, we're Sorry, this, nerds. Like, we're in this. Yeah, right. We're in this middle zone. <laughs> right. Mid, we're middle of the rotors. We're so. we're movie people, not necessarily comic people. So <laughs> we don't necessarily have all the canon, right? Precisely, but what we lack in facts, we make up for in enthusiasm. Yes. So <laughs> he help aids in the effort against. Uh, Red Skull particularly, but during the time of World War II. And then, spoiler alerts, in a tragic scene, crashes over the Atlantic in a plane. For no reason. For, <laughs> don't get us started. And then, uh, how many years later is it? 70? Something like that. He, They discover his body, Fury, Nick Fury, who assembles the Avengers, uh, discovers his body, and they bring him back to life. And that is how he enters the scene present day. Mm -hmm. So, sprinkling of backstory. Lessons that we can learn. Uh, Lesson number one, (laughs) adapt to the times. So making a 70 or more year jump in time uh, would not be an easy thing to do, I would imagine. But after a short, turbulent transition time, (laughs) uh, he does so pretty well. Uh, Lesson number two. How far do we want to get into the lesson? Like, like, oh, it's good business to adapt to the times. Exactly. And also, can you say it that way? (laughs) I think that's precisely... How we should handle it. Oh, it's good business. (laughs) I think people get it. They're smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Half half of our audience is our accounting team. So these are smart. (laughs) Right. These are smart people we're dealing with. Right. Hi, accounting. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a thing that we see in our day to day, like this uh particularly in marketing, but just in the credit union industry as a whole, for like people are constantly trying to figure out how to attract the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. And a thing that we see oftentimes, especially in the financial world, is that we're sort of lagging behind on that. So it is, it is a hard industry to stay on top of the times, mm-hmm. right? We... <clears throat> for years now, the big buzzword has been like, how do you attract the millennials? Whatever. But 
it, I, we've talked about this. It's at a, we're at a point now where like if you're talking about how to attract millennials, like you, now you're behind the you're times. You're the generation behind already. Yeah. Right. So it is. A, it's no no matter what field or thing you're doing, right? This is such an important thing. It's easy to say that is important to adapt to the times, but it can be really difficult mm-hmm. to actually do that. There. Good work. Lesson number two from our friend Cap uh, is having a moral code, a sense of right and wrong. And we see this throughout the movies. Um, and, and this really comes back to that his statement in the very beginning, right before before he was Captain America, it, his intention was always to, uh, and I don't remember the exact interchange leading up to this quote, to this line, but essentially, like, they're filing guys through, interviewing them to find somebody to be the test subject, and a lot of guys are like, yeah, want to go and kill the Nazis, whatever, but he's like, well, no, it's, it's not that I want to kill them, it's just I don't like bullies, and the line is, I don't like bullies, I don't care where they come from, right, so standing up against that. Mm-hmm. Having that code of right and wrong. I don't have an application for that one. It's just good sense. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> just do it. Do, just do the right thing. Just do the right, do the right thing. There you go. Uh, lesson number three. Uh, Captain America always puts people first. And maybe this will be our transition mm. moment. So this is really... Uh, we see this played out in a very difficult way in Civil War, which is the culmination of the conflict between Captain America and Iron Man, right? Where Captain America, it, it's his focus is always on people and not processes or institutions or government or whatever. And so that's... Uh, again, spoiler alerts. So <laughs> <clears throat> there, the whole premise is that Iron Man is the spokesperson. I don't know what you would call him. The advocate for the Sarkovia Accords, which would limit the authority of the Avengers. And Captain America is against that. And three hours later, we have a movie. <laughs> so we'll... Maybe after you do your Iron Man ones, we'll come back to that and okay. our opinion on that. Okay. Which I think we have talked about before on the podcast, oh, but just possibly. to just to bring that again. But the application for us um, I, is that uh, I don't think either of us would disagree that it is always good business practice to focus on people. Right. Um, the whole... The whole credit union movement is based on people helping people and putting the member first before the processes mm-hmm. and the institution of it all. And a thing that we try to do as a marketing team, as we just talked to a new hire about yesterday, um, is that we want to communicate to people, we want to relate to people in a way that is, we're people talking to you, 
person or people, right? It's not we're a financial institution and these are the things that we have to say because we're a financial institution. And we like rules, and we like to talk with this voice. Right. (laughs) So our (laughs) choosing to move on beyond that, (laughs) our brand voice is a person, right? We, we, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We characterize that as a separate person that works at the credit union. So that voice, that persona interacts with people as people it's and we can do i'm just basically i'm just giving the new higher speech all over again right (laughs) right we can do that in a way where yeah we may have to get into the nitty-gritty of regulations and note things like notices or that that sort of communication that can tend to sound robotic and not like a person and we can filter that through here's how this person would say that thing right here's how someone who is human and wants to make sure you understand it Mm -hmm. rather than checking a box which is also a thing we could do to say you know because there are we talked last time too a little bit about regulation and how we have to ensure that people see this thing and check this box and know that thing. We could just, you know, check that off our to-do list and say, oh, well, we said precisely this, you know, this mm-hmm. way because we were handed that and they have to know that thing. But we like to make sure that we are conveying it in a way that people can genuinely understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just like that. Just like that. Awesome. Are you ready to talk about Tony Stark? Yes, let's My do imaginary it. boyfriend, Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, it, it should be noted that uh, Tony Stark is a real problem in my household and in my marriage. Oh. Yeah, he's a real problem. A real problem. Sorry to hear that. Because I'm fully team Iron Man. My husband is fully team ah. Cap. And every so often, out of nowhere... Because after you've been married a certain while, you realize that you fight about all of the same things over and over again. <laughs> so every so often, we just fight about this. And, okay. Uh, so let, let's dig into that a little bit. So okay. Let's not wait till the end of that. So let's, let's, let's talk about that. So the thing that I say to him when he refers to Tony Stark as a traitor Ooh, is that hurts. <laughs> he is a man trying to do the right thing for the first time in his life. He has just That's learned to do the right thing. He's just learned that consequences exist for him. Mm-hmm. He's just well, trying to do the right others. thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's my always my argument. And then mm-hmm. I storm out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and my, where I fall on that is a little bit divided. It, in that, I always say, Within the confines of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'll always be Team Captain America. Always. Just, again, Tony Stark's just a big baby. He's a rabble rouser, (laughs) man. He's just trouble. Right? Um, But where, and I think what 
one of the big themes of the movie. It's it is this question of should should any entity for good or evil have unlimited power mm-hmm. and taking that out of the cinematic universe into the real world i'd have to side with iron man no that we that shouldn't that be for the good of humanity and society checks and balances need to exist mm-hmm. and that we are here as humans to make sure that uh Everything is moving toward the good of society. Don't and that's our job. Yeah, I don't together. remember who said it. Oh, failure on my part. All of those four years of college wasted. Uh, you went to college? <laughs> have I mentioned that? <laughs> no. But uh, the quote: "Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts." Abs- absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Let's say it was Winston Churchill. <laughs> Let's just... We should probably fact check that for the blog. Or we just create a picture of Winston Churchill. We put that over the top of it. We put it on the internet. (laughs) And it becomes Winston Churchill that said that. Okay. It'll be fun. Yeah. Or was it (laughs) Spider-Man? No, that was with great power comes great responsibility. joking. Joking. And it was Uncle Ben, but... Actually, actually, it was, actually, Uncle, it was ben. Uncle Ben. Okay, yeah. okay. Can we talk about my imaginary boyfriend, Tony Stark? Now, oh, gosh. <laughs> does that make you uncomfortable <laughs> when I call him that? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, he's not my only imaginary boyfriend in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so get used to it. Um, so, backstory on Tony Stark, aka AKA Iron Man. <laughs> Let's talk about a moral code soon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's why it's imaginary. <laughs> um, so Anthony Edward Tony Stark mm. is the son of uh, Howard Stark, yep. and somewhere One inside Howard his wife. Stark. Um, and our, Howard Stark being the owner, the a genius inventor, yes. who uh, not only started Stark Industries. Um, but was also a lead scientist for S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Even though the timing doesn't really work out. So in the MCU, Howard Stark makes Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. out of adamantium, which is the... Vibranium. S- vibranium, yes. Out of va- it's vibranium. actually vibranium. Actually, it's vibranium. <laughs> um <laughs> And so that is World War II. Sorry. Just hitting the... And in the... And then also in the MCU, um, Tony Stark is born in 1970. Mm. So I'm just saying, not that it's not possible, but somehow Howard Stark is in his 60s when Tony Stark is born. That's the MCU. So in the comic books, what actually happens is he is born earlier, and when you pick up his story in the comics, it's actually Vietnam and not um, not the Middle East. Sure. So the way his story goes, his father and mother are killed in a car accident. Mm-hmm. We later find out that's Bucky Barnes that did that. Yes. That's a whole Spoiler other thing. Alert. We're not even going to talk about Bucky Barnes. 
Yeah, another um, <laughs> primary plot point of Civil War. Right? Um, and he is basically billionaire playboy and ends up being CEO of Stark Industries. Yeah. Um, and in the comics, that all happens during the Vietnam era. era. Okay. In the MCU, it's more like present day sort of things that he takes over. So mm-hmm. um, he goes to sell, basically by the time Tony Stark, we meet Tony Stark present day, he is, he and his father's business partner, Obadiah something, oh, whose yeah. last name I can't think of. I just remember his first name was Obadiah and that's a great name. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is... Uh, he owns it. Obadiah is running Stark yeah. Industries. He and he's basically the face of the enterprise, and they're selling weapons, mm-hmm. right? And weapons that arguably are only good for war. They're only good for killing things. He goes to demonstrate a particular new missile to a group in the Middle East. He is captured. He is injured. Uh, the injury, he gets um, shrapnel near his heart. If the shrapnel makes it to the center of his heart, he dies. He is, uh, he is held captive with a scientist who creates the arc reactor, mm-hmm. which is what goes into his chest to create a field to keep the shrapnel from entering his heart. And then later powers I the mean, Iron also, Man suit. You wonder why they couldn't have just extracted it. You do, because then he wouldn't have been Iron Man, right? <laughs> so, like, no, let's do this needlessly complex process to right. create a thing that doesn't exist in a cave in the desert. <laughs> let's do this thing that doesn't make sense. Yep. And then let's make a let's make a suit out of garbage. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's what happens. They he creates. The scient- he and the scientists create the arc reactor, saves his life. In order to escape, the scientist whose name I looked up but don't know, and now I don't want to rifle through paper to find, um, <laughs> sacrifices himself so Tony can escape, changes mm-hmm. his life. Yep. Uh, he realizes that the only thing Stark Industries is doing is damaging, is, it's only machines for killing. Mm-hmm. And that is the very first thing that happens that is a tipping point in his life, right? So from that point, you're basically, and actually it says right here, uh, there's a quote from, uh, there is a quote in the Wikipedia article that says, no other character goes on as transformative a journey as Iron Man. So from being mm-hmm. basically doing whatever he wants, not seeing any consequences, living exactly the billionaire, playboy, careless life to over the course of nine different movies. At least. At least. um, He follows this journey where he starts to understand consequences. He starts to understand um, what the meaning of human life is and all of these things. Uh... And really transforms from being 
an extremely selfish person to someone who still acts acts as if he's a very selfish person, but is not necessarily, he's conflicted rather than just absolutely selfish and hedonistic. So here are my, here are my takeaways from Tony Stark. Okay. Innovation has to be one of them. So he, even as, before we start to see that transformative moment in his life where he builds the Iron Man suit in a cave, um, the business is about innovation. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. He graduated um, from college when he was 17. He he is uh, an innovative person already and an inventor. Um, after that, and, that, and that's sort of the front of the company, right? That the company, air quotes, is about showcasing his inventions, right? When in reality, it's right. It's yeah, weapons it, manufacturing. Exactly. Yep. So he, he he is a character who I think is a good role model really for anyone in business, which is to say, you know, if you just even take that very first story where we're in a cave, we have garbage. <laughs> 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 we're going to build an Iron Man suit. So it's it becomes look at what's surrounding you, figure out what you can do with it, and then innovate with what you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, one thing. Um, another lesson, that idea of endless growth and improvement. So there's a business part of this and then an actual like personal part of it. What you find out over the course of, if you just look purely at the Iron Man movies, that he starts with the original Iron Man suit made of the pieces he has. Mm -hmm. Um when he gets when he's returned to the United States, he immediately starts working on the Mark One. Then it's the Mark Two. That he, right? Mm -hmm. So he it there isn't and there's sort of a secondary, a tertiary lesson in this in a, this idea of endless growth and improvement, where it becomes an obsession with him, and we know that. But it is he really is a character who demonstrates this this idea that your final product is never your final product. There's always improvement. It doesn't mean that you have to take the thing that you've created, throw it away, and do something completely different. You can take something great, and you can adapt it for a new purpose. You can find, uh, you can find an enhancement to it where it's still the basic, you know, here we're talking just Iron Man suit. Mm -hmm. um, but then also... There's this idea of endless human growth and improvement. So he, you know, you're talking about a human being who, in this fictional universe, could have just never changed, right? Mm -hmm. He has the means and the money and the people around him who would have let him be arguably a terrible person the rest of his life. And because of several transformative things that happened, he also becomes sort of a human model for endless growth and improvement. My final thing. On that note. Yes? Particularly with the suit, um, I think a sub-lesson of that iteration process, if you will, mm -hmm. is also not, to the other end, not being caught up by 
the catchphrase we would call paralysis by analysis and mm-hmm. never doing the thing, right? So right. make some tweaks and then actually do the thing and then analyze it, tweak, and then actually use the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There. That is a very good point. And you also notice that he doesn't discard his work, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... We also know, spoilers, that that can be to his detriment. But the point is <laughs> um, that it is, not, it is not a shameful process to have a mark one of anything. Right. It, you have to start with something. And if you continue that iterative design, you, it's all good. Okay. My okay. final thought on Tony Stark is he, is he is a character who is true to who he is whether you like it or not, right? He is not, uh, even though he may be, has this, ch- he has this change of heart over, uh, around what his central calling is and what he needs to do with his life and all of these things. Um, but he is also unabashedly going to, he's going to continue to be and handle things in the same way he is a human being always has um, and not pretend he's a different person, pretend his past didn't happen, but just to move forward with um, the crass and sarcastic and whatever human being that he's always been. Okay. Okay. And and he's better than Captain America. <laughs> so there's always that to wow. keep in mind. That's so judgmental. Notably a thing. Number, number. <laughs> Next in line <laughs> uh, for me is after the obvious choice of Captain America, also of which there are volumes of digital ink spilled all over the internet about, uh, particularly on Leadership lessons from Captain America, <laughs> whatever. And they all sound like that. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, it does get more difficult to find uh, people talking about this sort of thing with other characters. So, for example, uh, the next one that I chose uh, is Hawkeye. Particularly just, like, I, I like him as a character. He's sort of in... Now, this is a thing that I found. It is very, his character is very different than in the comics. But his storyline in the MCU is that he is essentially a, where you pick up uh, with him. He he has a family, and so he's almost like the part-time Avenger, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that job opening? Right? That's on Indeed. Like part looking wanted part internship. time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe Spider-Man has the internship. Yeah. Spider-Man's the intern. He's the part-time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, his backstory. Now, this is particular to the comics, uh, but in a nutshell, his backstory is that he was, let me get up to it here. Thank you again, Wikipedia. <laughs> also not a sponsor. <laughs> um, 
he lo- also, notably, lost his parents to a car accident, ran away to join the circus, was with that for a while. Um, so that's where he sort of picked up the whole archery thing and then spent some time uh, along that circuit or route, whatever. That's where he initially ran into Iron Man, decided to become a costume hero as well. (laughs) Uh, But his first adventure in that didn't go so well, was accused of being a thief and thought to be a criminal. It might be the all black. Right, and bow and arrow and whatever. So he was then on the run, met Black Widow, fell in love, uh, joined up with her for a while, actually attempted to steal some stuff from a Mr. Tony Stark. And in one of their battles, again, this is all comic side of things, in one of their battles, uh, Black Widow was injured. He, Hawkeye, left, fled with her to rescue her. She disappears before getting to the hospital. And then that's sort of his transformative moment. He decides to, uh, in the moral sense, become a straight shooter. (laughs) (laughs) He then gets essentially recruited to the Avengers through Jarvis, the real-life Jarvis, uh, not the technological Jarvis in the MCU. So, Can I pause you? Is yeah. that Jarvis's brain? I don't know. That's a great question. Or, perso- or did we upload Jarvis's personality? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We'll have to find Nerds. that out. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so that is sort of his introduction to the Avengers on the comic side of things. Uh, like I said, very different from the movie side. Uh, we are first introduced to Hawkeye as a character in Thor. He And I didn't realize this, one, because I don't uh, carefully read all of the credits. He is apparently uncredited in that, <laughs> but he does make a cameo. Uh in the scientific excavation site around Thor's hammer in that. So that's really the first we see of him from there. He then, let me just make sure I get this right. <coughs> uh, he then comes back in the Avengers and Age of Ultron and Civil War. So... Uh, he's sort of this elusive character, right? And part, so part of that MCU narrative is that he's with a family, which makes it, (laughs) which in reality makes it a convenient backstory for when the actor is busy doing other things and (laughs) cannot be part of the movie. But uh, the couple of lessons that... I could draw from Hawkeye uh, would be to really, you know, as that sort of part-time Avenger, like 
be be the person people go to when they're in trouble. So he's kind of he's a last resort, if you will. Like he's brought on when things are really getting bad. Mm-hmm. So be that person. Be that person that people can look to when things are going not so well. And then my second lesson. One of, uh, it comes out of one of my favorite quotes of his. Uh, so in Age of Ultron, they are fighting yet another alien force. Uh, it just so happens at this particular moment, the city, <coughs> the aliens are trying to raise up the city of Sarkovia as a whole. And if our memory serves correctly, to then drop it. Right. Back to Earth right. and kill everybody there. So the city is rising. Aliens are everywhere. Another character, uh, Scarlet Witch, is having a tough time just dealing with it all and not really sure what's going on. I mean, in as much as like having sort of a personal moment if mm-hmm. you will like it, none of this makes sense this is also after her brother's killed oh yeah right is it yeah i think so be. so dealing with that too mm-hmm. it's been a long time since i've seen Age of mm-hmm. Ultron. uh but then there's this moment where hawkeye's sort like he's she's shared all of this and his pep talk, if you will, what he says then is, the city is flying, we're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. (laughs) Which (laughs) is, I mean, is so poignant, but also hilarious to me at the moment. Like, yeah, let's just call it for what it is. Uh, But the lesson here is just to, a phrase that we like to use is move forward boldly, right? So, here we are, the city's floating, there's an army of robots and aliens. Is it aliens or is it robots? Now I'm second-guessing myself. Uh, or is it, it robot-controlled by aliens? Maybe? It's Well, it's Ultron makes more Ultrons, Yeah. right? So maybe it is the robot, because he's like the... I don't remember. We're so not well-versed. <laughs> Somebody's out there going, well, actually. <laughs> actually. Okay. Um, Robot or alien or mm-hmm. both. We're severely failing on our I think it's knowledge. A, it, well, it's Ultron. I think it's Ultron. Yeah. It's is, he, whole, is he working with the crawl? <gasps> that might be it. I don't know if that's right. So, see, both of the above. Yes. Anyway. Let's pretend. Let's pretend. Let's, also, let's pretend that the people listening care. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? They haven't turned us off by now. Right. Uh, so in this situation where, yes, there's a city f- floating through the air, there's an army of robots trying to kill us, and I'm the guy trying to fight them with a bow and arrow of all things. So no matter what your circumstance is, just take it all in and keep on going. Keep on trucking. <laughs> there's a poster in that. I think that's... <laughs> Very nice. And that brings us to Hawkeye's partner. Um, sometimes are partner. They, are, they, are they? Yeah, because she, we, we talked about this beforehand. Yes. She brought him in. 
she was his lead into the Avengers right. in the cinematic universe. Right. Right. Okay. So and we are talking about, of course, Black Widow, uh, Natasha Romanova. Um, and Black Widow is an interesting character. Notably, well, and I know that there are several characters that there are more than, because they are a costume character, Iron Man, for example, multiple people wear the Iron Man suit throughout in the, in the comic universe. Oh. So it's not, Tony Stark is not the only Iron Man. Sure. And also in the cinematic universe. Right. Spoiler alerts. Right. Well, technically that's War Machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that went super nerd. Just yeah. actually, 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 that's War Machine. <laughs> okay. Um, but in this particular instance, in the comics anyway, and possibly in the MCU, and we don't know because they haven't made a Black Widow movie yet. Um, but it's coming. And let me let me just repeat for the people in the back that there are currently 21 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. One of them has a female lead. <laughs> Black Widow will make it too. So what uh, the Black Widow character is actually a specific alias coming from a program of spies in mm -hmm. Russia. So it is, it's not necessarily a case, as, as far as I understand my very detailed research, it's not necessarily <laughs> a case where um, this would be a character like, the, like Iron Man where they would choose to, here's the Iron Man suit, you're Iron Man now. This mm -hmm. is, they are a group of female spies from the Black Widow program. Right. So, but Natasha specifically uh, has a very complex backstory, which leads to some interesting lesson, life lessons. Um, she starts out as a Russian spy. She does the things that Russian spies do, which we have to presume are a number of very bad things. Mm -hmm. And um, at a certain point, she defects to the United States. Um, and becomes becomes an agent of Shield. Okay, so she sort of leaves behind all of the bad. She actually is a um, nemesis of Iron Man's early on in her career, and mm -hmm. she sort of flips that script. Um, but when we when we meet up with her in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All of that is already in her past, mm -hmm. but she hasn't necessarily left it in the past. So one thing that I didn't really, I haven't spent a lot of time understanding Black Widow until we had to do this thing, um, but someone in an article that I read pointed out that she, a couple of different times throughout the whole the whole number of movies, she refers to what she calls the red in her ledger. So she is carrying with her the bad things that she's done, mm. even though she's not doing that anymore. Those continue to weigh on her. Sure. And in specific, one of the things that this article pointed out was a scene 
um, in maybe the first Avengers movie where all of the characters, characters try to list, lift Thor's hammer and with the idea that you know whoever mm-hmm. can lift Mjolnir becomes the king of Asgard. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was made in Wisconsin, by the way. Mjolnir was? Yeah. Really? The actual movie prop? Huh. Yeah. I read an article on that one. Cool. Some fabricating. Here, we made you this hammer. It's full of cheese. (laughs) We hope you like it. (laughs) That's why it's so heavy. We're just so excited about it. That's No, that one's a Gouda. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a stinky one, but it's a real, it makes a real good hammer. Anyway. (laughs) So all of the male characters try to lift Mjolnir. And Captain America almost. Right, like. Almost just a little bit. And what you notice when you're paying attention is that she doesn't even try. Like, notably doesn't even do it. And it's not a, like, sort of ignoring it thing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a conscious decision, um, at least this article would assert, because the the idea is the character who would be the true king of Asgard, and the reason that Captain America might be able to wield Mjolnir um, is uh, pure of heart and is a, a good person, and she doesn't see herself as a good person or someone who's pure of heart. She sees herself as a reformed criminal. So I, just th- I think that makes her really interesting and complex. And throughout, by again, by the time we see her in the MCU, all of that is behind her. She brings with her the skills that she had, right, mm-hmm. as a super spy. And she's actually, she's actually bioengineered. And she, there, there are a lot of things that, like, she can't, it's not that just that she can kick people in the face. There's a lot about her. Like, she has a certain healing ability. And so she's gotten some work done (laughs) (laughs) but the lessons that i think we can take from black widow and the sort of complexity of doing a whole lot of bad things um because that was what you were brought in to do right Mm -hmm. so she was brought into that as a child um and then switching to being good Uh, one lesson i think we take from that is that your past really doesn't define you and even though she's a character who drags it with her, right, and lets it weigh on her, uh, that's a thing that we we don't need to do either as human beings or in business. Um, you make mistakes. Sometimes you do the wrong thing for the right reason. And again, back to this is probably why she and Hawkeye are this great counterbalance. It's the idea of you have to keep moving forward mm-hmm. boldly. Um, and then... I think actually, again, where she and Hawkeye being out of the Avengers, neither wealthy billionaire playboys who can make amazing suits or um, metahumans right. or gods. <laughs> right. um, they're, they're two humans, right. right, with enhanced but not different abilities than humans have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a valuable lesson we can take from both of them is that even though they are not, um, and 
maybe Black Widow is a little more bio-engineered sure. than we realize, um, even though they are not superhuman gods, whatever. Um, they are, quote-unquote, just human, but it is their unique set of talents that complements that mm-hmm. team. So they don't, they don't have the abilities that other people have, but also... No, no one else in the Avengers can do what they can do. Right. So it's that lesson of your how valuable your unique talents are on your team. That's Very nice. excellent reverse engineering, isn't it? Very nice. I thought so. That was Black Widow. Okay. Boom. And I mean, as you were saying that, what that was making me think of, like we. This is me processing. So with, with that, both personally and in business, right, we can, we can focus on what the other company has, what the other person has, what, what they do, and not focus on. I mean, that's a, obviously that's a, I shouldn't say obviously because maybe it's not obvious. That is a big sales tactic and an effective one to focus on your offerings as a company, mm-hmm. your or if you're a freelancer or whatever, as a person, what unique things do you bring to the table that this company, person, whatever, wants and wants to give you money for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... <clears throat> Yes, all of that together. Moving forward, not being held back by what you don't have or what mm-hmm. you think you don't have. Right, right. Um, yeah. Not, not comparing yourself. Which is, I think it is incredibly tempting, especially in marketing, maybe... And maybe it happens more often outside of marketing than I realize. But this idea to say, we have to look at what they do, and we have to say we can do what they do. Mm-hmm. And when you push forward with that kind of a strategy, you're not thinking about your differentiation. You're not thinking about what is the niche that we fill, mm-hmm. that they you know, this other business, what can't they do that we can do? Right. So. Or how how are we going to make it different? Right. You know, that's a thing we think about a lot. Like, yeah. we, sure, we're working in a confined box, if you will. Here's, here's the standard. Here's mm-hmm. the rules. Here's where things are at and which you have to work in. So we're all in the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Right, but how how can we be different in that? Right, and sure, somebody else is doing this. Well, we could do something like that, but how are we going to do it differently? Right, right, exactly, and bring our own thing to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all good things, all good things. All good things. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do we wrap? So let's let's wrap it there. We do have we have. We always come extra prepared. We're but so prepared. We I want so much to talk about Rocket Raccoon. I know, I know, I know. I'm just now. What our listeners are going to benefit from 
you are only going to suffer because now you're going to have to hear randomly. I'm going to tell you things I know about Racket Raccoon. Okay. You're just going to have to. In other podcasts. No, just in general, in oh, life. okay. I'm just going to. In life. I'm going to sneak up behind you. Hey, did you know? It's going to be very creepy. I can't wait. So, Sue, I saw you taking some notes. I took notes. What? Let's let's recap. What did we learn today? <laughs> oh, please put music under this. Oh, yeah. So we have a nice little do-do-do-do-do-do. Here's what we learned today. <laughs> Number one, adapt to the times. Mm -hmm. Number two, have a sense of right and wrong. Number three, put people first. Number four, be innovative. Number five, uh, work toward endless growth and improvement. Number six, be true to who you are. Number seven, be the person that people can rely on when things are really bad. Number eight, move forward boldly. There's going to be exactly ten. Boom. Boom. <laughs> we didn't even try it. <laughs> so good. How oh, good at our jobs. <laughs> Where are my number, uh, number eight? Number nine. Nine. Number nine. The past doesn't define you. And number 10, your unique talents are valuable. But I'm so right. good. How about that? Yeah. All lessons from <clears throat> the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. At all. So do you have articles or anything that we want to share I in the do. links? Do you have some? Uh, yep. Mainly, like I said, the Captain America. I mean, we could link to the Wikipedia profile on Hawkeye probably okay. and Captain America too, but there was really no leadership business lesson articles on Hawkeye as a character. Okay. So those well, that's why we had to make them up. New and original. Yes. You heard it here first, folks. Absolutely. So we will include those links and everything on our blog. Uh, if you are listening to this in your favorite podcast app, of which we are available on very many, nine specifically, I think. Wow. Seems like the right number. Okay. Including Anchor, which is kind enough to host us, iTunes, and several others. Google, Google Home. Yeah. I'm making things yeah. up at this point, but there are a number of them. Spotify, I know for yeah. sure. If you are listening to us in your favorite podcast app, uh, you can find the links that we will have on our blog at simplicity.coop slash blog. Mm -hmm. And that's where we post these wonderful podcasts. Uh, and if you follow that, if you follow the, uh, the anchor embed that is on our blog, you can get to our anchor profile and you can listen to all of our podcasts if this is your first time listening. We should have welcomed you at the top of the show. We did not do that. Mm. Know that we meant to. <laughs> we just got so excited. We were so excited to talk about the Avengers that we couldn't deal with it. So we appreciate you very much. Um, shout out to our accounting team who we know listen to our podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you uh, again for tuning in and sticking with us to the end. We hope that you enjoyed this as much as we did. Uh, we hope that, we really hope that you enjoyed it more than we did and know more than we did. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. But, all, but all also the incorrect factoids that we presented. Yes. And please, when you send us an incorrect fact about the Avengers, make sure that you start all of those sentences with, actually. actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sue and Vince signing off for now. And we'll see you next time.